as we begin our Latin journey, we have to begin to first take a step back and really understand Luke before we can dive in and unpack our gospel reading today. So the gospel writer Luke is known as a doctor, a physician, who went about as he's writing the gospel to find firsthand accounts of what people have said about Jesus and to collect the true testimonies and the truth of who Jesus is. And so as he's writing to the people, he's writing to a particular audience, an audience who he calls Theophilus, the lovers of God, which is us, my dear brothers and sisters. So as lovers of God, we're coming to find out who Jesus is and how do we fall in love with him. And as Luke writes the gospel, he writes down these accounts to prove and illustrate for us that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, is the Son of God, and is the one who's coming to save us. And so today in our gospel reading, we hear of Jesus' account, of the account of Jesus' temptation in the desert. He just was baptized by John a couple chapters ahead, and now he's from the baptism, he's now entering into the desert to prepare for his ministry. So the questions that our readings pose for us today is, one, how faithful are we to God? And secondly, do we offer God, do we have offer other gods in our lives? Because with that understanding of what Luke was trying to point towards in the gospel, we see the temptations, the three temptations, in a completely different light. Because Matthew writes those three temptations also in his gospel. But for us, as we're reading it from the context of Luke, it brings about a whole different story and brings to light the three temptations in a completely different way. Because those three temptations, first turning bread or turning stones into bread, bowing down to Satan, and thirdly, I now just forgot the third one. <laughs> but all of these are illustrations and ways in which we allow God's, God's lo lowercase g in our lives. We make and turn something that is good and make it the only good that dominates our lives. If we look at the first one, turning stones into bread, after 40 days in the desert and fasting, is it not good for us to nourish our bodies, to care for our bodies? Wouldn't Jesus have the right to just turn bread, uh, stones into bread? He's fasted for 40 days. He's now hungry. He's now starving internally, trying to, to make it through his time in the desert. 
So the temptation speaks of our own incarnal desires, our physical satisfactions, our sensual desires. They are all good in themselves, but when they become the only indominant good in our lives, it becomes a God. The highest good is in God himself. But my dear brothers and sisters, what is interesting is his response. We as human beings want to set the sensual desires, our physical desires, our food as God's, because it's good in themselves. But when we overeat, is it good? Is it good for our health? And we forget in that good that we just don't need to worry about our body itself. But we, my dear brothers and sisters, our body and soul, our soul also needs to be nourished. And Jesus' response in the desert is very clear. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what is best for us is not just our physical desires, but how does those physical desires orient and direct us and guide us towards God? Or is that desire God itself, period? Our second one is he's taken up to, the par he's taken up to see all the kingdoms of the world all at once. To illustrate for us what is power. Power in itself is the capacity to affect change. We all sit in this church and have power. We all can make a difference in someone's life. We all have the ability and capacity to impact and change those around us. But sometimes the power that we're really seeking for is to dominate, to have dominion, and to have control over people. But what is the power that we have? We have the power to have dominion over parts of our lives, to help us not rule others. But how do we rule ourselves and make God the center of our lives? Because he, what does he say? You shall have no other gods but me. To adore God. The word adore means to orient ourselves to the ultimate good. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, what is our ultimate good again? God. Because God shows us the power, what true power is. The ability to affect change. Our ability is to affect change in ourselves first and foremost. And in affecting change in our own lives, we then can affect change in others. How are we affecting change in our lives? Especially as we prepare for Lent. Especially as we're going through this time of Lent. And finally, the third one, the third one that I forgot, is he's taken, Satan has then taken Jesus to the temple, to Jerusalem. 
and he's sitting on the parapets, the highest point. Jerusalem, the temple, was the center point of life, of culture, of worship, because that is where God is adored and worshipped. So he's taken up to the top of the parapet, the highest point to oversee everything. And what does Satan tell Jesus? If you just jump off this parapet, the angels, God will send the angels down to save you so you don't fall. What is it doing? What is it saying? It's illustrating for you and I how we can tempt God and instead of thinking that we trust God, we're tempting him to change his will to conform to our will. So what we're doing is we want to be gods ourselves. We want to dictate our lives the way we want it. We don't want to do what God has instructed of us to do. We don't want to do how he wants us to do and lead us the way we want to be led. But it's my doing. It's what I want to do. But what is interesting is his response too. His response is to put not to put God to the test, but to be vulnerable, to open ourselves up and to set our egos off to the side, to allow God to fully enter into our lives and so that we focus on God, to be available and to be made available to Him. So what do we learn, my dear brothers and sisters, from the three temptations of Jesus? We learn that to really enter into a deep relationship with God, to become faithful to Him, we must let God enter our lives. We must find those gods that we have in our lives, whether that's our central desires, whether that's power that we're seeking, whether that's prestige that we're seeking, all of that has been destroyed and taken down by Jesus Christ. And the only thing that is important is to set God in our lives above all things, to let God enter into our lives and make him available in us and through us. That's what Jesus is calling us. And that's why we hear, following this gospel, is Jesus going out to his mission. His mission here on earth was to show us how to be faithful to God. He illustrates for us in these three temptations the way for us to be faithful. And especially during these 40 days of Lent, how to purify ourselves and to make us ready to go on to that mission. Because on Easter Sunday, my dear brothers and sisters, we all then are reborn again in new life and we're all then called to be sent out to go and share the good news, the news of Jesus Christ crucified, died, buried, and rose again.
a Christ that loves us so much that did all that, that conquered death and is entering into relationship with you and I. But to be able to do all that, my dear brothers and sisters, we have 40 days to enter a retreat, to return back into our silence, return back into the darkness of our hearts and begin to unpeel our life as an onion. So today, my dear brothers and sisters, this is where we begin. We begin with peeling back and finding what is important in our lives. So let us begin our Lenten journey. Let us put in the effort, the strength, and the graces from God needed so that we can begin to peel back that onion, so that we can begin to set God more important in our lives over our desires, over power, and over prestige so that we can get ready for our mission. Amen.